You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. that we have on it's like oh okay well, have a good good morning <laughs> we're having a better morning than uh, the arkansas razorbacks mm. are having coming up after the break we'll dive into the college world series other headlines on this thursday morning we want to hear from you on the Stuart shelby Goosehead insurance hotline slash text line 888-993-7762 go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote the morning drive in the eight o'clock hour coming up next I'm Kyle Montgomery with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Vikings signed defensive end Daniil Hunter to a five-year extension Wednesday. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport says it's worth $72 million with $40 million in guarantees. The contract makes Hunter one of the highest-paid DNs in the league. Meantime, Colts quarterback Andrew Luck told WTHR-TV that he's planning on working with his receivers before Indy starts their training camp on July 25th. Luck missed all of last season with a right shoulder injury and says he plans to mimic reps like they would happen during the season. Three straight days of throwing, an off day, and then back throwing again. And finally, Annabelle Bolin, wife of Broncos majority owner Pat Bolin, announced on Wednesday she was recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. The team released a statement saying, quote, All of us at the Broncos are behind Annabelle and know she'll face this challenge with courage and determination. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot means the best prices of the season on new appliances, up to 40% off special buys. Like the Whirlpool White Top Load Washer and Electric Dryer, just $548 each, over $500 off the pair. We'll even toss in free delivery. When it comes to appliances, we're pushing all the right buttons. Red, white, and blue savings now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Ballot through July 11th, U.S. only while supplies last. Gas dryer extra free delivery on purchases of $3.96 or more. When you have a lot on your to-do list, the last thing you need to worry about is a car repair. Luckily, when you visit any of 16,000 Napa Auto Care Centers, you get highly trained experts and a 24-month, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty, which means your car gets fixed right the first time, so you can spend less time worrying about the things you don't want to, like repairing your vehicle and more time worrying about the things you do. Just visit NapaAutoCare.com to find the location near it. It's 8 o'clock at KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe. Time for the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Whoa, what a play by Mulholland who goes to Madrigal the shot back at Mulholland and we will have a game three for the championship Thursday night. That's a big league double play right yes, there. Yes it is. <laughs> From the catch to the feed to the, to the arm. Yes. Wow. Go! Not done! Arkansas and their fans shocked. Good morning North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Call of Anchor Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Ravage got it right. Yes, Arkansas fans shocked, still a little stunned this morning as, of course, the Hogs were literally one strike away from winning the 
school's first ever national championship on the diamond. And thus, the College World Series is won. Right? I mean, it just feels that way. So you're saying it's over? I think it's over. They can't I, rebound from this? I don't think so. I, I, All right. Arkansas legend Joe Klein tweeted this out last night. Are you ready? Yeah. Very optimistic. Oh. Joe Klein tweets. We win tomorrow. You heard it here first. Van Horn had these guys in the right frame of mind after last night's win, and they will be ready tomorrow. And so I. Beat the rodents. Send them back to Rotenville. Rotenville. WPS, damn it. Good night. Enjoy the barbecue. <laughs> Confidence. Yeah. Listen, it's, I think it's too big of a mental hurdle, right? I mean, I believe in momentum. I know a lot of people don't. Uh, Tommy Tharp and Cozumel is shrugging that off Probably, right probably like, is. Jake doesn't know squat. There's no such thing as okay. momentum well, in baseball. I think there's momentum in all sports. I just believe in it. I know it's it's divisive. But I believe in momentum, and I, that's why I felt like that Arkansas – it takes a huge play, a huge play. And Arkansas has good enough players to make this play today, or tonight, I should say. I want to make that clear. But it takes a tremendous play to break momentum. And you saw it yesterday. Arkansas had the momentum through the game all the way up until the ninth inning where a huge blunder. Yeah. And I'm talking – one of the biggest blunders in College World Series history, especially if – now, it, it, it won't be as big of a deal if Arkansas, Arkansas wins today and they win the national championship. It, I think it will be forgotten, actually. I mean, we'll, we'll look back at it, kind of laugh at it, say, man, how did they overcome that? But if they lose today, it will be one of the biggest blunders in College World Series history. Three different players had an opportunity, of course, to catch the foul ball. Yeah. And not one of them could come up with it. I just don't know what the right fielder was doing. Yeah. I just don't. Maybe I, he lost it. I don't know, man. I just don't understand how he – that's not his ball, how he's not calling off the other two, and how he doesn't make that play to win the national championship. That's going to eat him up yeah. for years if they don't win tonight. You want ratings. ESPN should have it tonight. They should. You know, I mean, that's – Listen, that ball game last night was terrific. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I love that, That's what's unfortunate, though. Now we're talking about the one huge blunder by the sure, Razorbacks, sure. and it overshadows what was just a terrific game. And, of course, Oregon State fans will come back and say, well, it's not like we didn't miss some opportunities. And, of course, Arkansas, for majority of the game, especially in that fifth inning, caught some huge breaks with the, the two, of course, bleeders that, that found some grass when, uh, you know, pushed across a few runs. Yeah, and especially – the the last bleeder in the in the fifth inning that one three guy three Oregon State players were surrounding that ball and I mean it fell in the absolute perfect spots where no one could get it, um, but yeah you, you mentioned that that the fifth inning from from the day prior I mean yeah. that's when Arkansas has made their magic, and it hasn't been from an offensive standpoint it hasn't been the prettiest. Um, the, the prettiest games, but defensively and just some of the – like the, the, the squeeze play from Oregon State yesterday, I mean, that was absolutely gorgeous uh, that, that scored a run for the Beavers uh, that put them up, I believe, 2-1 before Arkansas eventually went back on, on top. But there was just, there's just been some amazing plays made in this series, and, and, you know, we just heard the call for that that double play, that major league double play. 
it is a shame that like you said we're stuck talking about that pop-up because that's what's that's what defines this series and ultimately i think that's what's going to open the door for an oregon state victory tonight mm. your tune has changed my tune has changed i will admit that of course i, I had oregon state losing well, oregon state winning last night Got a little lucky with that prediction. Oregon State ends up uh, out hitting Arkansas again last night, twelve to seven, after out hitting them in game one, nine to five. Still lost that. Arkansas game is one. not going to lay down though. I don't want to make yeah. people think that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. I think it's going to be a terrific game. I just think it's going to be tougher mentally to overcome that. I still expect a an outstanding ball game tonight between these two teams because that's what we've got in the last two days. I mean, they it is clear, it is evident that they were two of the best teams in the country. And I'm glad we're getting, you know, as as baseball fans, we're getting a treat right now. We're getting to see a fantastic series unfold. Mm. Schedule and reminder, now it moves to uh, ESPN2. I guess they got Major League Baseball commitments tonight. Yeah. With, of course, game one getting pushed back. I think it's 530. So now, yeah, a series finale is scheduled for 530 our time tonight between Arkansas and Oregon State. Yeah. Tune has changed. I, I Rooting for Arkansas, but I think it's Oregon State's. I continue to read this uh, press release. You know how I like going to uh, different uh, websites and seeing how they present the story. Uh, Arkansas Athletics uh, senior Luke Bonfield and Carson Shaddy each had two hits and an RBI Wednesday night for fifth-seeded Arkansas. But number three Oregon State rallied in the ninth inning for a 5-3 to three win to force a decisive game three in the 2018 College <laughs> World Series. That tells the story, right? Yeah. Uh, their job is to bury the to lead. They're it. trying to bury the lead. Uh, there is no mention of what took place with the two outs and two strikes against Arkansas. Don't need to know. Everybody in Arkansas <laughs> watched it anyway, right? Don't need to know. Uh, we asked in the 7 o'clock hour, that loss for Arkansas and the way that they lost to uh, Oregon State, comparable at all to other things we've seen in sports history where does this is it worse than what we saw with of course the saints last year in the postseason no it's not oh. it's not um why not arkansas is playing for a national championship I get it. they're literally one pop fly away from winning it all the saints literally had another two games that they'd have to win yes but that ended the saints journey that yeah. ended the saints season this did not end Arkansas That's season. Right. There's one more game tonight. That's why it's not worse. Now, I think Arkansas fans could make an argument if they end up coming out tonight and laying an egg, can't mentally get over that, yeah. you know, missed opportunity. Sure, but I still I still think it's it's the Saints just because it was so sudden, it was out of nowhere. You know, it they still had to make another pitch after that pop fly. They still had to there that, that wasn't the play it should have ended with that play, but they still had a, a chance to go back out there and make another play. The Saints missed one big tackle, and that was it. Mm. You know, that's I think that's tougher to get over. Um, but that's just me. I, I, I tend to be more of a football guy, so maybe that's my bias coming through. And then as soon as you saw Oregon State, of course, get that RBI single, you're like, oh. And then you had a feeling, well, this could turn south, and it could turn south in a hurry, and it certainly did as Oregon State jacks up that jacks out that two-run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was As soon as they tied it up, you had that feeling in your stomach like, yeah. this is not going to end well for Arkansas. Yeah. And it didn't. Uh, just like, I, you know, I kind of have that feeling – heading into tonight that it's it's not going to end well for Arkansas. But, look, Arkansas is a very good team. 
and they have a lot of good arms. You know, that's that's usually overshadowed by the lineup because we we love talking about how they just can crush home runs. That they have five different guys in the lineup that have ten or more home runs, um, and that sometimes overshadows their arms. So I think they have the arms to compete. We all know they have the lineup to compete. So I, I'm not counting Arkansas out. I just feel differently about this series today than I did heading into the series and heading into yesterday's game. Hmm. Oregon State called it a gift. New life, of course, the blunder by Arkansas. Game three of the College World Series final coming up tonight at 5.30 on ESPN2. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, Top 10 Thursday continues. The top 10 players from Northeast Louisiana in the college ranks that we're expecting to make a huge impact in the upcoming season. You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. It is the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash Text Line. Coming up at 8.34, former ULM head coach Bruce Petty joins us. We'll talk a little College World Series and other things in about 15 minutes. All right, Jake, you and your top 10 list, what does it look like? My top 10 list looks a lot better than your top 10 list. At number 10, I've got William Waddell from Grambling. Nine, R.J. Turner from ULM. Eight, Davon Washington, Louisiana Tech. Seven, O'Shea Dugas and Ethan Reed, Louisiana Tech. That was my cheat. Six, Teddy Bill. Uh, some would say I cheated on my list with the top 10, and I used ULM's defense at number 10. Just pick a player on that side of the ball as they try to uh, transform a defense that was the worst in the country last year. At number 9, Jaquise Dancy. He should be fun to watch this year for Louisiana Tech. At number 8, who's ever under center for the Grambling Tigers? <laughs> what a the joke. The men's quarterback. At number 7, Jamar Smith, Louisiana Tech's gunslinger. At number 6, one of Jamar's favorite weapons, Teddy V. I wish I had a boo bumper to just push whenever you're going through your list. Uh, Royce weighs in at 888-993-7762. Says Amik Robertson will continue to be one of the top DBs in the country. Does Amik come in at number five for you, Jake? He does not. Uh, Diarius Christmas from Grambling is my number five pick. Uh, he was named to the Hero Sports FCS All-American First Team. He had 17 and a half tackles for the loss, led the team with 88 tackles last season. Reason why I, I have him so high, too, is because I remember a lot last year going into the season, everybody wanted to talk about the offense. Martez Carter, Devontae Kincaid, this offense is so fun to watch. Yet, week in and week out, it was the defense that was grabbing the headlines. It was the defense that was making the big plays, and Christmas was a big part of that. For that, I have him at number five. Uh, I also have him at number five. Dierris Christmas, the linebacker from Grambling. Anytime you're mentioned as a preseason All-American, I think you deserve to be on our top ten Thursday list. You mentioned the fact that he had 88 tackles last year. He is the glue that will hold this Grambling defense together next year. All right, so here is where I had the difficulty of ranking. The way I have it structured today, I could honestly probably restructure it tomorrow and list it differently. Okay, so I think we're going to have all four of the same guys, yeah, correct? Yeah, I think so. So in, in a different order, and we'll get through it here in a minute, I think you're going to have a meet there. You're certainly going to have Marcus Green there, Caleb Evans, and Jalen Ferguson. Yeah, that's my four guys. Okay. This was very difficult to rank just because I'll go ahead and get to it. My number four is Jalen Ferguson. Yeah. You too? Yes. Okay. So, I think it's kind of unfair for Ferguson because I think he could he could absolutely be number one if you just think back to two years ago, 
right? But last year, listen, when seven and a half sacks is viewed as an extreme disappointment, let's not forget he was seeing some double teams. When that's viewed as a disappointment, you know you've got an incredibly talented player in Jalen Ferguson. That and the fact that he had 14 and a half sacks two years back, had freshman All-American honors, Conference USA selections. He is one, if not the most decorated player on this list, and at one time was talked about being a pretty high draft pick. I still think he's going to be a a high selection. The key Um, word there you used was. Yeah. Coming off his seven tackles last year, and he came on stronger at the end of the year. I remember talking to him at the beginning of last year, and he talked about the all-time sack record at Louisiana Tech or the season record, uh, the single-game, single-season record <laughs> for Louisiana Tech. He said it a lot better than me. Easy he, for you to say. He was going for that, of course, coming off the year that he had 14 and a half sacks, and he thought he probably has a good shot at it. And then, of course, uh, the, the sacks didn't come as anticipated. You know, the reasons why, it just perhaps wasn't he didn't play as well, or as you said, uh, there was a lot more focus on slowing down Jalen Ferguson. Absolutely, and that's why I think it's kind of unfair. But that said, at the end of the day, when I'm pressed on it, I had to put him at four. And obviously you agree with that. Yeah. All right, number three, Caleb Evans. Are we in agreement? Does, yeah. Wow, okay, all right. So Caleb Evans, um, I, I think the, the sky is the limit, right? I mean, hopefully you don't have the case where – in some regards, he caught some teams off guard last year, especially with his uh, explosiveness with his legs. 13 touchdowns on the ground last year, 579 yards rushing. Yeah. He's not going to catch anybody off guard this year. Uh, everybody knows Caleb Evans now. Um, so you could have kind of a similar case to a lot of things we said about Jalen Ferguson. We might end up saying the same things about Caleb Evans. Hopefully not, though. I think this kid is too talented. Uh, you see that he had threw for 2,800 yards last year, totaled 30 touchdowns, only had six interceptions. Yeah. That's what stood out to me. Only had six interceptions. Really did a great job of taking care of the football. I think the world of Caleb Evans, I have him at number three on my list. Uh, you mentioned, of course, the 17 touchdowns through the air, the six interceptions, then the other 13 on the ground. So versatile, a one-two punch. And then he was so good last year, basically, the other quarterbacks saw the handwriting on the wall. Two of them transfer out. Absolutely, yeah. You, you know what's coming. I mean, you, you know it's – Caleb Evans really took over last year, and he ran away with it. He won the job, and he just ran away with it. And, yeah, definitely saw the writing on the wall and the culture we live in now. You see the transfers. Uh, this offense is going to be fun to watch next yes. year. And, of course, offensive coordinator Matt Kubik has told us numerous times – now Caleb Evans, as he kind of takes more of a leadership role with this team and takes more of identity with this offense, uh, sky's the limit for this offense, and that should be promising for ULM, especially considering what the Warhawks did on the offensive side of the ball last year. At number two. All right, number two. I had him at number one, and then I changed it at the last minute, but I had I have Amik Robertson at number two. I absolutely love watching him play. I, I remember the first time I saw him play, it just jumped out at me. I was like, man, what a – this kid's a freshman. He's playing like a veteran out there, and you can see the athleticism is through the roof. All you have to go to back to is the start of the season, of course, against Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah, yeah, that interception he had. And, and listen, um, he became only the fifth Louisiana Tech freshman to earn freshman All-American honors. He was tied for first on the team in pass breakups with six. He ranked third on the team in total tackles. 
had 51 solo and 11 assists, and had the second most tackles for loss with seven and a half. He did it all last year, and he, he's and, and when we, you know, talks with Coach Holtz about him in the past, he, he would always say it was just his drive to be to be better. I mean, he he just he has the mindset of a great player, and you just see. I mean, I, without even seeing him practice, I, I can tell he works hard at his craft, and it shows on Saturdays. He looks he, he, he looks the part. But I wanted to rank him number one. I ended up going a different way just because when you start looking at some of the records that number one broke, mm. it was hard for me not to put him number one. And that's going to be fun about these number two players. I had Amik number one. Now, as more teams learn about him, how much will they go away from Amik Robertson? And what kind of a playmaker can he be this year? And then do the Bulldogs kind of experiment with him in different roles next season? Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. But, yeah, if did you have him one or two? I have him in number one. I mean, coming off a season where he had five interceptions, that is impressive. But I know on the flip side, the guy that you have number one has even more spectacular stats. My, my number one was Marcus Green. I'm assuming he's your number two. The reason why I put him number one is because he accounted for the school season record of all-purpose yards. Okay, that's that along with four kickoff returns for scores uh, and, and, you know, received second-team All-American rankings, uh, has, you know, earned a, f- a future – I forgot what the magazine was, but is, is getting a major article in a major publication. Uh, that was announced – it might have been Sporting News, somewhere like that. Did you, you even kick to him? Well, we said that last year after a couple of returns. But you're talking about a walking hype machine, and maybe I got caught up in the hype to rank him number one over a meek. But I, I still feel it, it's it's fair and just. He just wasn't a return specialist last year, too. He, did I mean, he was ULM's leading receiver with 55 receptions, 847 yards, and five touchdowns. Yeah. And so, for me, nothing can beat the, the Dancy story from last year. But my second favorite story from last year was, was the story you told about the kid yeah. yelling at Marcus Green, return it, take this one back. Yeah. And then, of course, what he did turns he do? around and goes, all right. He, he takes the kickoff and, of course, uh, races 95 yards for the score. And then literally because ULM's defense was so bad, he was back on the field in literally in two minutes. And he goes back over to the kids, and I said, oh, thanks for doing that. Yeah, no problem. Watch this. And then I think he returned another one for 40, 45 yards. It's insane. It's insane, and and so I, I loved that story, but uh, it just it blows my mind. I, I don't think people will kick to him this year, but why did they kick to him at the end of last year? You know, mm. but uh, Green shattered records and expectations last year, so I think it's only fitting the expectations for 2018 are through the roof. And the other thing, of course, you mentioned uh, ULM's receiving core next year is so loaded. You had Turner on your list at number. Who, Turner? Yeah. I had him at number eight. No, nine. I had him at number nine. Yeah. But but two two receivers in the top ten. I mean, that that's – and I, the reason and why – And a quarterback that you have right now. And a three. quarterback, yeah, number three. So you can see why we're, we're all buzzing about this ULM offense, in case you haven't been, tell, been able to tell over the past couple of weeks. But uh, – and Sherman says here, he was fun to watch any time he touched the ball, referring to Marcus Green. And that's – that's true. I can't wait to see what he does in 2018. You could go back and forth with a meek or a Marcus Green. You really could, and I did. I had a meek number one at first, but then I think seeing, you know, revisiting the numbers and seeing that he broke the all-purpose yards, that's kind of like, all right, I got to give Green the nod here. But, of course, 
both are just great talents. And uh, I, I couldn't, I can't argue with you. You have a meet number one. I can't argue with you with that. Should be a fun football season. I think we'll discuss uh, Amik and Marcus Green a few times in the upcoming months. A time or two, yes. Top 10 Thursdays wrapped up. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? John Tabor, who are you looking forward to seeing the most from Northeast Louisiana college football players coming up in the fall? I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Dancy does. I, I think yeah. he's going to step in. I agree. I had Dancy coming up at number nine. Of course, uh, Jake left him off his list. I did. I, again, I, I went off of, you know, past achievements, too. Yeah. And I know, you know, he didn't get 262 yards last year. Yeah. But, but of course, he was sharing the backfield with a couple good backs as well. But um, I just think, you know, I, I, kinda, I think I catered more to defense than you did this year. Um, but, you know, I guess that's just my uh, enjoyment watching the defensive side of the ball. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, everybody wants to talk about uh, Arkansas and Oregon State, what we witnessed last night. Now, what that'll mean going into game three of the College World Series final. Is it over? How about we get the opinion of a, a friend of the program? Bruce Petty, former ULM head coach, joins us after the break. Maybe playable. Shaddy's over there. So's Gates. Tough play. Nobody gets it. Wow. An extra life for Caden Grenier. Hit and through, and we are tied. Caden Grenier delivers. Oregon State is alive and well. Larnick's 18 homers leads the team. Gets one to hit. Drives it to right. This one is deep. This one is gone. Trevor Larnick's 19th. And Oregon State roars to the top here in the ninth. They now lead it 5-3. Jake, that's not fair to do that to Arkansas fans this morning, is it? No, it's not. It's like when we replayed the Vikings call against the Saints. You did that way twice, too much, by the way. Twice yeah. uh, last year. That was painful. We do have a game three in the College World Series final. We'll have Oregon State slugging it out with Arkansas tonight at 5-30. In case you missed it last night, just a dramatic conclusion to that game. Arkansas, literally one strike away from winning the school's first ever college baseball national championship. To get a little perspective on that and other things, former ULM head coach and former guest co-host of the Morning Drive, one of our all-time favorite interviews, Bruce Petty. Coach, how are you doing this morning, buddy? Good morning, good morning. I know this. I, I don't sleep much, as you know. But I slept a lot better than Dave Van Horn. That's for sure. One strike away. And to the greatest kid on that team, Shaddy, uh, coaching against them, he was at third base uh, the last time I coached against Arkansas. What a great, great kid and a great story. And, I mean, how many balls are going to fall just in between people? That's how Arkansas got their rally started last night. And then to lose, you know, and give someone – Another for, I mean, they have four first rounders in that offensive lineup. I mean, what a, you just can't give teams an extra opportunity that are that talented. And uh, they took advantage of it last night. Outfielder needs to call everybody off and make that play. Oh, uh, I, I thought he gave up on it. And, uh, you know, and that, that hurts around this area of Kansas because he's a Kansas City Royal draft pick. Um, but it, you know, the, the replay of it, it looked like he just was coming and looked like he thought Shaddy had it and, uh, and, and stopped. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's typically the, and that, that 
that's true, but again, in that area, it, it's a tough call to, to see. I mean, there's three guys around that ball, but uh, I think if he continues to go after it, I think he make, has the better opportunity to make the catch. How many times do we see it in baseball? And of course, you always say don't count the outs till a victory, but when something like oh. that happens where it gives another team another opportunity, gives them life, and they capitalize on it. Well, you, you know with the, the old rule that we're not allowed to bet in the NCAA, but yeah. I would have bet the ranch that that kid was going to come through with the tying base hit. And I, I wouldn't have counted on the two-run homer to give him a 5-3 lead, but uh, it just it, it works that way in this game, and that's why it's such a great game because, again, you just can't count it out uh, until that last catch. And, you know, our famous line, the fat lady was about to sing and, and give them their first title. Uh, it would have been a great play for him to catch it, being a Fayetteville kid, a former walk-on. His dad played for Van Horn. Um, and, you know, he, he stood up like a man during that press conference and, and took it. He, he wore it, you know. And, uh, but, again, the great feature of this is, and this is what I love about this three-game series, um, now that they've changed the format, that, you know what, okay, we're both one and one, and now we get a chance to, uh, to go out and do it. But the one thing I wanted to mention to you, Aaron, this just goes to show you how unbelievable it was when Coastal Carolina won it a couple of years ago. It, it's just, you just don't know. And until that last out is made, and when you have firepower like Arkansas has and firepower like, uh, you know, Oregon State, my Lord, you, you just got to play it. And, and there's just that, there's no, no give up in either one of these clubs. And, uh, and it's, it's been a special series, but uh, it, it'll be interesting tonight because, the, the bullpens, I think that's where it's going to be won. Um, and, you know, this kid throwing for Arkansas is a local Kansas kid about 20 minutes from here in Lawrence. And mm. not sure how we didn't get him, but uh, I understand he's in the SEC and and throwing for the, the national title tonight, Campbell. But uh, it'll be exciting. And, and you know how I always felt. Um, let's play all three games because if it was over last night, it's over. Yeah. We get one more night to watch college baseball in this, you know, great season that it was. And, uh, you know, it's been fun for me, you know, because two of our Big 12 teams were in it, Texas and Texas Tech. And, uh, you know, playing some of those clubs, you know, we played them, well, each time three three game sets and then played Texas in the Big 12 tournament. So it's been an interesting year. And, you know, see Clemens' kid do what he's done this year, what a phenomenal year he had. And, and then, you know, we, we could have another show ourselves just on the draft. How the kid from Arkansas is a third-round pick, I, I have no idea. But that's why I'm not a scout and continue to be a college coach. <laughs> uh, Bruce, uh, how does Van Horn and his staff, how do they address the situation last night going into tonight's game to kind of wash that away and get a new life and, of course, focus on the one game, one opportunity to win that championship still? Well, I, I think it started last night. Um, I'm sure once the press conference was over and they got back to the hotel that they, they addressed it. Um, you know, and again, it, it's just one of those things that you know, you're treating it like it's a three-game set. Uh, you're always wanting to win the series, so they still have the chance. They, they have everything laid out in front of them still. They haven't lost, and, you know, it just comes down to a one-game shootout now. And, and to, you know, and that's really what you're trying to emphasize as a coach. And Yeah, you, we were close, but uh, we're playing a great club. They've won two national titles in the past. They had a tough road last year, you know, losing two straight to LSU. Uh, 
Um, you know, so we knew that they were going to continue to fight. I'm sure they had prepared them all along, you know, along that way to say, hey, guys, you know, this three-game series now, you know, they, they got, they're trying to get this thing back after what, what they went through last year. And uh, But these kids, you know, this is what they've been fighting for all year. Arkansas has been, you know, Kendall Rogers has predicted that they would win, you know, this year uh, throughout the season. And he's been on, you know, dead on with his, with his prediction. I mean, they, they've got an unbelievable club and, uh, and they've got the, the offensive firepower themselves and, and what, and to see, you know, the two great freshmen that Arkansas has right now. Um, but the one, the other thing that amazes me is I'm not sure why we're all not sitting in the state of Washington with the talent that that state's putting out right now. You know, Washington goes to the world series, uh, Oregon state, you know, is in the, in the world series again. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's amazing the talent that's out there right now. And then you watch this freshman pitcher last night, you know, come in. You know, they took him out. But, I mean, his stuff, I mean, we got two more years to watch that kid. I mean, his, his you know, 90-93, unbelievable changeup. And that breaking ball, that's as good a breaking ball as I've seen in 30 years of coaching. Uh, so, I mean, it's they they will have these kids ready. And it, I think it's going to be another close game. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately the mistakes – you know, cost uh, Oregon State the first night, you know, a, a misplay last night, and, and that's baseball, and that's why you got to – but the thing that we always say in our game as opposed to other sports is the great thing is is there's always tomorrow and another chance to play, um, you know, where you don't have to sit a week like football does, you know, and, uh, you know, the season's not over. It's now a one-game shootout, and it's, uh, it's going to be exciting for everybody to watch. Uh, you mentioned it, of course, this is not the first rodeo for Oregon State. They are a national power. How have they built that program up there? Well, I think, first of all, you got to give Coach Casey and his staff an awful lot of credit. Um, you know, some of the former players that they have that have really helped out that program with the facility. Um, you know, so they, they've got a, a legit facility. They've got uh, a great area. Those kids, you know, and they, they even mentioned, you know, when they had the bad weather in Omaha, they were thankful for it. Uh, you know, playing in the rain, and you know, this is what it was like. It's like that. Uh, but again, it, it just takes, you know, you, you got to get help, and um, you know, and that's what recruiting is, and, and to get those kids to be able to stay there. Uh, I think the, one of the most amazing parts is, is why would a kid leave California like their center fielder, the fifth quad, the fifth runner? the heck's he doing in, in Oregon, you know, playing in, in that area where there's there's some pretty good baseball in the state of California, but it just goes to show that when you have a program, it sells itself. Um, obviously, you got to continue working at it, but those kids want to continue to come there. They see uh, where these guys are getting drafted and, and having a chance to play for a national title. And, and it, it was incredible the first time that they won it and then to win it back-to-back years. Um, and then now what they're doing after losing the opening game uh, to North Carolina and uh, to be exactly where they wanted to be and expected to be. I mean, last year they went into the World Series 54 and four. I mean, uh, what a what a season! And uh, you know, and end up end up losing the the two to LSU. You got, so you got to give Paul a lot of credit for his gritty club last year and, and making it to the championship. But um, you know, it comes with a lot of different things once you get that program built. You see that these programs continue. You know, you look at Tech wasn't much, and, and uh, their guy comes in, new guy, and they've been to three World Series you know, in this five or six years that he's been there. 
Um, you know, there's, it just goes to show you if you're out there working and uh, you have a good product and facility to be able to sell to people, the kids are going to be interested. If that voice sounds familiar, it is Bruce Petty, former ULM head coach. Coach, you mentioned it a minute ago, or you alluded to it. What are you up to now, bud? I'm still coaching here at the University of Kansas. Um, you know, looking at a few different things, but uh, it's been good. It's been it's been fun to compete. You know, every weekend there's there's no weekend off here at the Big Twelve. You know, you got with TCU and Texas and Baylor and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. So you know, we had teams out of our league go to the regionals and to make it to the world series and get a chance to see it. roger clements is a big fella guys i don't know if you've ever been up oh, close yeah. to him but uh, holy mind but to see with the year that his kid had and uh, he had pretty good success against us the first three games we we beat him three two in the opening big 12 game but uh you know just the talent that's out there is just incredible you know, this is a different area for me obviously and uh you know, to, to see the talent, you know, Arkansas, Arkansas has seven Kansas kids on that club right now. Hmm. You know, there's, there's a ton of talent in the West and Missouri state's got a great club three hours down the road. And, you know, in Wichita had a much better year this year and had the third pick overall with the Phillies, their third baseman. We played them a couple of times. So, uh, you know, it, it was a nice change. And, and, and part of it was to, to see this, this area, you know, that I had before and uh, you know what great baseball and facilities and venues and uh, different areas so it's been a lot of fun but uh, you know it's completed year 30 and and just continue to to see what's best for me and and moving forward but uh, you know I'm going to continue coaching and I got a lot of still got that energy at age 55 now you missed my birthday just throwing that out there but that's okay Uh, I understand you're busy probably you're in vacationing but uh, you know, things are going great, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. It was a fun year. Four kids drafted, a third rounder, uh, one of our pitchers. We have one of our current pitchers with the USB team with, with Maneri right now. So, uh, And we've got this. We- Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.